Material Components, Season 2, Episode 5, New Mission, New Opportunities. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Space howdy. Space howdy. I don't think you're allowed to say howdy anymore. I reckon. I think that's my thing now. No. I I reckon. Nope. I, I will fight you for it. I will space fight you for the space howdy. Uh, all right, you win. You get to say space howdy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar, space I'm cowboy. Elliot, and I am okay. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the wizard school dropout. I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald, the uh field researcher for the archive i don't think that's your whole name i mean it's not it's no. uh definitely oswald octavian theophilus the third um archive is extraordinaire but you know yeah uh, consistency yeah and i'm reed and i'll be playing amari everyone's favorite mech pilot <laughs> indeed hasn't even happened yet <laughs> <laughs> and of course, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Reed, do you remember what happened last time? I do, because I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shocker. Shocker. Prepare yourselves, everyone. I'm going to be reading this word for word, uh, <laughs> so I make sure I get it correctly. Nice. So, Does yeah. Start with Captain's Log? No, it doesn't. It says, recap, episode <laughs> five, or... And then there's a like a thing that says four that is over the top of episode five because I didn't put that in correctly. So yeah, here we go. All right. So our team, Oracle Zero, returned from our mission on Talgan Three, where we explored a hidden derelict moon base originally created by uh created by one of the uh, several Galactic Corps Aegis Tech Solutions. Inside, we discovered a large pit filled with bodies that had seemingly been taken over by one of the Fey, known as a Warlock. The party was split, with Oswald managing to download a large cache of heavily encrypted files from an Aegis terminal. Shay, Florian, and Amari confronted the central threat and crashed its local mainframe, and we all escaped up the pit and returned to the storm's repose via Duma on Shuttle 7. Then we had our very first downtime session, where we broke out into different scenes. Amari grabbed a beer at the Blue Giant, talking to his favorite... Um, was he a bartender? Waiter? Yes. All of the above? Okay, just everything. Um, his favorite uh, there... person at, at the Blue Giant, uh, Hum. Um, Florian and Shay talked about keeping Shay's uh, wizard status a secret from Oswald, and then Oswald took a very rowdy trip to the doctor to fix his broken shoulder um, that he managed to gain while trying to open a door. <laughs> Yeah, and was far too curious. And then we all reconvened in Shay's room uh, to discuss the mission report and the lack of reporting. Uh, we decided to not report the encrypted files and to attempt to crack the encryption. And that's where we left it. Ta-da! This is me closing a book. Whoa. No more notes tonight. Fully. Yep. Don't need to do <laughs> oh, it. Yep. yep. Wow. And Fuck y'all, it. he just threw that book right on the bed behind him. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay, actually, Nothing's I'm going to need that book. Down. 
about to take some notes about uh, Reed's lack of taking notes. As you are finding yourselves now aboard the Storm's Repose, it has been about a turn since the return... A, ret- a turn since your return from the mission that you are on. That was a scrambled mouthful. But we find Oracle Zero now in a large auditorium filled with other finder teams. There is a bustle and a chatter about as many of the finder teams have no idea why they are being gathered here all together at the same time. This auditorium is aboard the Storm's Repose, that massive ship run and crewed by members of the Cole Foundation, that uh, disaster relief group that has been spending its time in the southern and eastern reaches of the Dragon's Wake galaxy. The Finder teams, of course, are the, the front line of that organization, sent down to planet side to try to find all manner of issues and problems that the Cole Foundation can work to address. This is the first time in a while that you've seen all the Finder teams gathered together in the same room at the same time. There are conferences, usually, of the team leaders just before the ship, the Storm's Repose, makes planetfall, but that usually just consists of the team leaders being handed their missions by the operations manager. And also Oswald sometimes barges in. Yes, that does happen occasionally. (laughs) Does the spray bottle work on Oswald? There's only one way to find out. (laughs) What about the little clicker? (laughs) Invisible fence electric collar? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That actually works. Oh, Mike, what a good idea. Spence with a bow tie. (laughs) (laughs) A clip-on bow tie. Yeah. So as you sit, kind of clumped together in this auditorium, by no means do the Finder teams fill up this space. This is meant to be a congregation space that can house the entire crew of the Storm's Repose, if need be. It is a massive, stadium-like, vaulted-ceilinged place that can also serve as a hub for entertainment, if you happen to be uh, hosting a lot of civilians, and you can show... Entertainment vids here, plays can be done here. It is a multi-purpose uh, arena slash amphitheater. Right now, though, you all stare down at the broad stage at the center of this place, with the wall of which behind has been uh, reformatted to show the Cole Foundation logo in a spinning 3D model, as though they are waiting to project some other type of visual aid during this presentation. The rest of the Finder teams chatter in low voices amongst each other, some of the teams moving about and their members going in between teams. You see right up front probably a few... uh... Actually, here's a good question to start things off. Where in the stadium does team... Oracle Zero sit in the <laughs> in the school auditorium. What kind of kids are y'all in terms of the uh, the bleachers yeah. at the assembly? Do we have to sit be. together? You don't have to, I suppose. Because I I feel like Amari's energy is back uh, back row, and I feel like Oswald's energy is front row. 
In fact, I'm sure we told Oswald, Oswald, go, go, go up front, you know, you know, get as much information as you can. Oh, right? he wants you know? to be up front. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that way, when he raises his little arms, he's more visible. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't know about Florian, but Shay's energy is definitely like sitting with other people. Like they're very social. I, I was actually just about to say if. Elliot, why are we brain twins? Uh, I was going to say Florian is probably one of those other people. He might be sitting with it, with everybody else, but he's probably like leaning over the row, talking to like the group in front of in front of us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird. It's amazing. It's like Hamara is the only one here specifically for the information to be gained for what, <laughs> whatever it is we're supposed to be doing. By sitting in the back? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get the biggest picture. I've got the widest view. I can see everything. I don't have to turn around when someone's speaking. Before too long, the low hum of chatter is cut by a squawk of the calm in this place and the appearance of several figures on the stage below slash directly in front of you as Oswald's near the front. The only other team that is near you, Oswald, is Finder Team Hyper Alpha and their leader, Axel Amandito. All right, that's, that's about open. That's the other reason that Oswald really <laughs> wanted to go sit in the front. I will not be sitting up front. Axel with his characteristic sunglasses on, despite the darkness of the amphitheater. Mm. He cool. is leaning casually back over a, a chair as he's talking to a couple of his other team members. Uh, Finder Team Hyper Alpha, of course, is a uh, hyper-competent, hyper-alert and hyper-engaged finder team sent to the most dangerous and engaging zones of any planet that you encounter. I think Oswald is just gonna, like, he's just gonna just position himself like he could be interpreted as part of this group, you know? Like, he, he's <laughs> engaged in this conversation, although he's not saying anything at this point. And as you, like, crouch near the outskirts of that group, whoever is the farthest away sitting what would be next to Oswald will get up and move to the other side of the group. Oh, thank you. <coughs> <laughs> and I scooch in. <laughs> but the figures that appear on the stage in front of you are familiar to, I would say, all of you at this point. You see Victoria Silvaro, the operations director from the Cole Foundation. She is a woman of uh, the younger side of middle age, probably in her late 40s. Uh, she has the characteristic platinum blonde white hair of the Silvaro family. Silvaro is a high house within the Empire, so what brings one of their numbers to work for a organization like the Cole Foundation is a bit of grist for the rumor mill here aboard the Storm's Repose. There are a lot of varied theories as to what brings her here, but she has neither confirmed nor denied any of them. Are the High Houses kind, I mean, is it just kind of general nobility, or are they like mercantile houses, or... or yes. How, how, yes, okay, all of the above. What is the Silvaro family sort of known for, other than being important? Uh, House Silvaro is one of the older houses within the Empire. It is said that the Silvaros were among the first to support Primus Canis in his division from the Minos Dominion so many thousands of years ago. Okay. The Silvaros are also uh, great venture capitalists and inventors. There is a Silvaro 
in the board of many a corporation. Gotcha. But Victoria herself appears to want none of those things as she is working for the Cole Foundation. Albeit more recently. Though she is not alone where that is concerned. Many, many people joined the Cole Foundation in the wake of the Shattering. The outpouring of support for the southern and eastern reaches of the galaxy disrupted by war is one of the greatest outpourings of uh, social concern and people looking for a way to help that the galaxy has ever seen. Who you also see is Proctor Jalvin Frost. Proctor Frost That's a name. is the what is called a proctor. They are the sectional leaders of the Cole Foundation. They act as administrators and supervisors. They are where the buck stops, where the Cole Foundation is concerned. There is a head proctor out in the galaxy who runs the Cole Foundation, but the sub-proctors, like Jalvin Frost, are usually aboard ships like the Storm's Repose. Jalvin Frost is a Midrian, though it is said that he is half-elvish. There's no distinct physical markings that would mark him as such, but uh, that is the rumor that gets about on the ship. The third and final person who comes out on stage is Captain Palavar Hexway, another Midrian, though much taller and broader than the other two. His dark mahogany skin is accented by the pure black of his eyes that marks him as a stetter, one who has the ancient Midrian bloodline that some would argue, predates all civilizations here in the Dragon's Wake galaxy. And he stands at a crisp attention to one side of the stage, while the two members of the Cole Foundation bustle towards a lectern at the center of the stage. It is quite rare to see all the directors and captains and proctors together in one room together. You're not sure what it is precisely that would warrant the three of them in the same place at the same time. So the fact that they're all here and every finder team is here means something's big is up. Like someone stole some encrypted files from uh Aegis Tech Solutions. Yeah. 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 Who knows? Doesn't seem that serious. Who did that? I don't know. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. What you do know is that Proctor Frost will approach the lectern and clear his throat, and as he does, some unseen but immediately obvious crystal begins glowing on the lectern, and halfway through the throat clearing, his voice is picked up by amplifiers and begins to be projected throughout the auditorium. And he'll say, "Uh, Thank you for coming on such short notice. I know some of you were in the middle of operations down on Talgon 3, And this is a bit of an imposition, but it warranted the attention of every finder team as quickly as possible. He'll glance over towards Victoria, who will nod. She will hold up a piece of pink uh, ruby quartz aethite, and she will hold it in her hand, and it will begin to glow as she points it up towards the rotating image of the... Cole Foundation logo that is being projected behind them. The logo will fuzz and shift, and the projectors will swirl, and light begins to 
reorganize itself into the shape of the shattered moon around Talgum Three, minus the artificial gravity well that is being built there now. Proctor Frost will say, As many of you know, the moon here caused untold amount of damage when it was destroyed. Much of what was ejected from the lunar surface found its way down onto Talgon Three, that caused untold casualties and destruction. The... And he gets this kind of choked up uh, way of speaking. The death toll will never be counted properly. The southern continent of the planet is a total loss. Several large volcanic eruptions combined with a rain of lunar fragments caused much of that whole landscape to become a wasteland. Finder teams have identified that there is no chance of recovery there. But what we do know it has is that it has become a place of conflict nonetheless. The image will fuzz again and it will show a piece of lunar surface that is pockmarked with glowing reddish-white metal. Unbeknownst to most, it seems, the moon of Talgon III was heavy with athium deposits below its crust. Whatever caused the moon to explode was in fact simply a part of a chain reaction when the athium ignited. Unfortunately, it has also caused, well, something unexpected. And the image will blur again, and you'll see the metal that was kind of embedded in the lunar rock has these strange striations, these wave patterns moving across it, and little fingers of crystal jutting up out of it. It seems, when exposed to the intense heat and impact and pressure of re-entry, the athium of Talgon III's moon went through, well, we're still trying to understand, some sort of chain reaction causing it to Sprout, we're not sure. First glance, it appeared to be some form of aethite, but we're not sure exactly what it is. A chemical reaction unseen in Athium before. What we do know is that this new material that has been scattered across Talgon Three is a source of tremendous energy. And in the five short cycles since the end of the war, those on the planet have used it to, well, ill effect is putting it rather, rather lightly. And you can see Proctor Frost looks really torn up about what he's talking. He's not really looking up. He's constantly staring down at the lectern, occasionally looking up at the crowd. But for the most part, his eyes are downcast as though he's staring into the middle distance. But when he says that last bit, he'll turn to Victoria and nod one more time. And she'll get a grim look on her face, and with a wave of the wand she's using, the image will blur again, and this time it will resolve into what appears to be a short vid of some kind. What it shows is a camp. A labor camp, maybe? Whatever it is, there are peoples of all sort being forced to work as miners. You can tell they're being forced because of the people standing over them with large weaponry. And what they're doing is, it seems, mining chunks of this strange new fusion of crystal and metal 
out of the Earth where it's impacted across the planet. And Proctor Frost will say, A local warlord. We still have not learned much about them. It has only come to our attention recently since they opened fire on several of our finder teams attempting to give aid to the villages of those workers under his dominion has forced a large swath of the population of the northern continent into a type of surfed bondage. If it were as simple as slavery, we might be able to call in aid from the Freeholds, or maybe even the Empire, if it came to that. But as far as we can tell, they have been granted contracts and land for exchange of... Well, and he'll look back at the projection as people are, with threadbare clothing, being forced to pull up these strange bits of metal gemstones up out of the ground. The warlord goes by the name Grand General Moonstone. This is clearly an affectation. We do not know this person's true identity as of yet, but what we do know is that they have not been receptive to the Coal Foundation's Request to lend aid to the people of Talgon Three, at least under the areas under their control. Now, this would not be as important if not for the fact that in the last turn, as we've begun to set up the artificial gravity well within the moon, there has been troubling signs that operatives of this General Moonstone are working at cross-purposes to try to get more of the stones onto the planet. We have strong evidence to suggest that operatives working for this general have tried to sabotage our works on the moon in an attempt to cause another chain reaction which would cause more of the moon to detonate and descend onto the planet. With that in mind, it would be well within your rights to abandon what operations you have at the moment and remain off-world for the duration of our stay. It has become excessively dangerous to our operatives here on Talgon Three, And there's a lot of grumbling that goes across the, the amphitheater. Nobody who's a finder team for the Cole Foundation signed up because they were afraid of danger. There's a weak smile that crosses the Proctor's face. And of course, you should all be aware of the danger of these operatives, though. If you come across them in any way, shape, or form, even rumors of their activities, all of this should be reported to Operations Director Silvaro. And he will step aside as Victoria is allowed to approach, and she will say, As of right now, this General Moonstone's agents have been active only so far as we know planetside. There are rumors of his agents working on every continent on the planet. Their attempts to sabotage our operations on the lunar surface were preempted, and thanks to the dedicated work of Finder Team Hyper Alpha, they were stopped before they were able to make it off the planet. And there's a, a low rumble and a couple of applause, and Axel Armandito will just mm. wave. What? Who did that? And there's maybe a couple of other finder teams who have a very similar reaction to <laughs> Amari. You're not alone in thinking. I didn't. That... Do, Amari didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, that was Grawl. Something? That was Grawl over off to the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's why I was doing it. There's a hobgoblin here. <laughs> what? The only one in the whole galaxy. <laughs> Just here. Anyways. And Victoria will continue. Some of your assignments will have been readjusted to account for this general's agents. Please keep an eye on your personal team data pads for updates about the movements of these operatives and the dangers they pose to our agents. As of right now, you should know that any weapons wielded by these operatives have been highly modified to be extremely dangerous and extremely unstable. The amount of Aether output in these weapons is far beyond the normal tolerances of any standard-issue military hardware that we are aware of. Be advised that any firefights incurred between you and these agents may lead to explosive results. And there's more murmuring through the amphitheater. And Victoria will look over to Captain Palavar, who will stride up and take the lectern. His hands clasped behind his back, he will say in this amplified, loud, clear voice, You did not sign on to this mission to become soldiers, but that may be what you are asked to become. You've been given leave by this ship and this command to fight if needs be, and kill if needs be. These are hostile forces working counter to the health and well-being of their people. If any of you are uncomfortable with that, there is no shame in backing down. There is much work that can be done here aboard the Storm's Repose. But all of this information must be given to you now so that you go into this operation and these missions with your eyes open. And he will step away and look back to Proctor Frost, who will come back to the lectern. Your assignments will have been updated at this point. If you have any questions, please direct them towards either myself or Operations Director Silvaro. Thank you. And the projection behind them turns back into the Cole Foundation logo, and there's an abrupt explosion of chatter around the auditorium. I do have a question for either of them. Um, would I have to just... Can I go up to them, or would I have to, like, raise a hand, or how? how what is the decorum of this sort of uh, gathering, I suppose? Uh, you could just go up to them. It seems as though this is broken into more of an informal uh, discussion at this point. The... Proctor and operations director are still nearby, though the captain has retreated at this point. That's fine. Uh, excuse me, uh, this material, uh, has any of it been gathered by any of our teams, this new unseen Atheum-based material? The Proctor would nod to you as you approach and say, Yes, I believe some of it has been recovered and... Uh, Lieutenant Thuzan Robel is investigating its origins and precise nature. Well, excellent. That's good to know. Thank you. But any further information we can gather on this substance would be vital to our mission here. Well, I would be happy to find out. That sounds quite interesting. Uh, and then, Mike, what was the name? Lieutenant uh, Thuzan? Thuzan Robel. T-H-U-Z-E-N hyphen R-O hyphen B-E-L. Oh. That naming convention implies they are of Cogrish origin. And you would know that that is the 
chief engineer for the Storm's Repose and an expert in uh, Atheum specifically. So a, cool. an expert metallurgist and engineer. Great. So yeah, as the meeting breaks up, a lot of the other Finder teams are kind of gathered together and looking over their new mission reports. And Amari, you hear a light tone on your own personal data pad, indicating that you've just received a new mission update. I'll check it out. It's cleaning latrines, isn't it? Isn't it? Looking at it, you have to stop momentarily as you stare down at the indicated mission location, which is the first thing that's listed, because it lists the northern continent. The following document is short, brief, and worrying. It gives you a variety of latitudes that you are assigned to, and your mission simply says, Identify Lord General Moonstone. Okay. Interesting. And as everyone else, uh, Florian would definitely have probably heard slash seen Amari getting this message. Yeah, I think Florian is actually um, probably still like writing again in a in a paper notebook is still like writing frantically notes. So I I don't actually know that he would look over. Shay is is the kid stepping on the top of the seats to get to move back rows without having to get out into the aisle. Wow. Classy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure uh, I'm not missing anything, so I'm going to keep going, like, reread it, like, a couple times. Yeah, and like I said, there's not much to read. There's okay. some latitudes and longitudes that is recommended for your mission location. And it is just the one sentence of what is involved, which is odd. Yep. 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 Okay. Uh, Shay's up here at that point, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think they, they like, kind of do a a tiny spin off of the last uh, chair top and kind of plop down next to you. And they're like... uh, uh, so, uh, another distress signal. Cleaning latrines, maybe? Not quite. It's interesting. And I hand Shay the, the, the data pad. They, are they, are you sure they meant, did they mean to send this one to us? I, I think at Shay not immediately explaining is when Florian is like, uh, <laughs> some, hmm? Yeah. What? What's it say? Not much. And I'll kind of hand the pad to Florian. What? I, I mean, yeah. Do you think they made a mistake? <laughs> I mean, if 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 we're thinking, they don't want to send in the most uh, well-known team. Uh, so the cannon fodder team. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. 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 Not exactly how I would have put that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. This is big, though, you know? Like, we shouldn't, like, bring it up. Like, we shouldn't take it we to... We shouldn't tell Oswald either. Solaris. We should let and him And be like, later. hey, did you make a mistake? No. Because no. she'll probably be like, yeah, I did. <laughs> no, no, I need this. I need this. 
No, exactly. <laughs> this is good rep. We should do it. This is this is big. Yeah. This is the quest at the end of the quest chain. This is the one that awards all the XP. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the good call. This awards the 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 epic quality loot too. I think at this point Oswald walks up. This is big. This is wow. This is uh, I, I can't even believe it. What are you talking about? Oswald. <laughs> You yeah. don't know the half of it. I I think I just wordlessly hand him the data no, pad. Don't, mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's secondary to what I believe is a much bigger, um, a much bigger uh, discovery: a new element, a new material, one that is a, a bit unstable, it seems. But oh, the potential! Who? Anyways, uh, we could probably wrap up whatever that said and maybe take a look and try and find our own samples of this material, if you don't mind. Oh, I mean, Ozzy, where we're going, you're going to find the best examples. Well, I I technically don't have to sign up, but sign me up. (laughs) How how did I get stuck in this team? (laughs) All right, settle up. Let's go. Snag the data pad. Start walking out. (laughs) Okay. Is there any last-minute preparations any of you wish to do aboard the Storm's Repose before you get on out there? I, I really? mean, we have. I assume we have to, like, pack and get ready for a mission. Do we get, like, um... Stuff. Requisitions? <laughs> yeah, do we have, like, requisition abilities? Absolutely you do. The Storm's okay. Repose is well-equipped with almost anything you might need. In terms of survival or uh, any kind of uh, gear and equipment you could desire, all you need to do is ask. Some of it is oh. maybe a little outside your reach. You can't go just asking for a tank or something. Um, all right, so that lines up one, with my, my my request for uh, orbital bombardments <laughs> and and you know a, and a Mac cannon. Nice. The storms repose is actually not equipped with much in the way of weapons as it should be nothing like a a, a, a red cross a boat rolling up with you know some uh a cannon a, on a it cannon on it we're here to help you yeah. or else there is a shipboard oh, no. security force that oh. works as a can work as a ground team if it needs to but mostly yeah. they are just shipboard security and mm-hmm. They are there in case somebody tries to invade the ship, or if somebody already on the ship tries to cause trouble. Oh. Or if someone gets too drunk at the Blue Giant. That happens sometimes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't want to talk about the Storm's it. Repose itself is not <laughs> armed. Um. Yeah, I think that Shay kind of tones down their wardrobe for this for this mission. Some grayscale and black. For the stealth mission. Dun, 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 dun. Um, we should probably requisition whatever high-tech binoculars exist. Okay, easy to do. You have a pair of scopes with a, a nice ten-time zoom to them. It, is there any... I mean, I know you said this is re- short, but is there any kind of brief on like what how this information was found, like, if there's any info on, like, the area. Not really. Oh, this is sketchy as fuck! This is a scouting Uh, mission. Could we look up the coordinates on, like, 
Cole Foundation Google Maps. Has anybody like? Do we have imagery? Can we drop the, the little? Can we drop the little yeah. guy? And <laughs> the little guy from three D Street View. Planetary imaging has already done its job, and yes, the the storms are posed has images of, albeit satellite images of the vast right. majority of the world at this point. And you would have access to that data. The coordinates you were given are what is left of one of the largest super cities on the planet. The vast majority of this planet appears to be agrarian, but there is one metropolis on its surface that is close to 100 miles in diameter. It is a large super city that served not only as the main point of civilization on Talgan Three, but also as the main spaceport and merchant district. And basically, any time you go to or from Talgan Three, you'd come from this city. Uh, it was called Talgan City. Oh, mm. Based on imaging. The city is still mostly intact. A little bit of moon damage in the city itself. You can't have a moon explode and not get a little bit of collateral damage in every area of the world. That's what they say. And the fact that it is a coastal city has also not done it any favors. Apparently a lot of the shipping and docking that was done there has been fairly wrecked by the out-of-control tidal patterns. Yeah. And it looks as though the northern half of the city is flooded. But, that being said, like I said, the city is mostly intact. It is also, apparently, the stronghold and shows the most activity for this warlord's activities. The mining operations that are happening outside of the city resemble something from a different epoch. It is... Slave labor on a level that it would be considered unconscionable in any civilized world. There are grosser factors in the empire of, like, well, when you talk about the wages of a, oh, whatchamacallit, um, not quite a slave, it's not a serf, it's a uh, indentured worker. Yeah. And that's kind of a, a real gray, fuzzy point in a lot of corporate society in the galaxy. But this is more horrific slave labor. Yeah. Yeah. That clearly this warlord has instituted. Now that poverty wages should be a gray area, as in more like it should be a um, a talking point, is what I bet. And there are whole governments that would agree with you. It, the one of them was mentioned in the briefing, and that was the Republic uh the the, the Republic of Freeholds or the Consortium of Freeholds, as they're known. They are the second largest Midrian government in the galaxy, and they are staunchly opposed to all that slavery and horrible wage slaves and everything that the Empire basically does. Hmm. But leastways, they're not here right now. Obviously. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, clearly we shouldn't land the... the um... The shuttle right at these coordinates. Nah, fuck it. Let's go in hard. Let's just <laughs> let's let's fly in. Let's drop some pamphlets while we play like some Zeppelin. Let's fucking go. <laughs> it's been a long time since I rock and roll. <laughs> just fly yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Sure, I I, I approve. 
<laughs> I don't think the shuttle can fit that many pamphlets. <laughs> we'll have to do several passes. It'll be a up and down thing. <laughs> Florian, Florian tears a page out of his notebook. He's like, I, I got I got the cover of the pamphlet made. It just says like, fuck General Moonstone. <laughs> <laughs> um, weird question. What are pamphlets? Oh, they're like little, um, it's like a, like a one sheet. Sheet. Do you <laughs> not know what it's, paper is? What do we need like paper you for? You and I know what paper is. Uh, it's like a pop-up memo. Yeah, that's like what holographic a, images. It's like an email. <laughs> I don't but it's know. like a physical thing. It's tangible. But so, so the, the reason that you... Typically holographic uh, images can, are in a sense, tangible in the same way that photons and... Um, and no, nope, I'm not having this conversation again with oh, you. The advantage of it's paper easier to... can be concealed yeah. and... Yeah. 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 And, it's also not, and, also not, and also not blocked by, um, you know, network uh, firewalls and such and people trying to control information as one <laughs> would if you were a warlord. That would be a bad plan. We should not do that here. Oh, yeah. No, we're not doing yeah, it. No, we're 100% not doing that. <laughs> So what are you doing? Um, so question, do I need to like requisition ammo for my gun in the, um, for the big guns? I don't know if that uses the exact same thing that like my smaller gun well, uses like ammo is a funny term in this, uh, right. setting things that use ammo are one of two types of weaponry. Very anachronistic, yep. or something called Cog. a shard launcher, which fires a highly charged piece of athite that then explodes on impact. Cool. Generally, um, you do that sort of thing with artillery. Okay, well, that's why I want to check the like big heavy weapon that the that the mech has is still just like a larger version of like a normal gun. It still is just has. That's up a, to you, my friend. I'm not having it be a bazooka. <laughs> okay. Well, that, there we go. It doesn't have. work with my mental image that I All have right, of, fair it, enough. Yeah. of right. it being a gun. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So in that case, um, can we, is there any way of getting like back up like aether batteries or anything like that to like use as, I don't know, like, hey, I've got a juice box for my phone to charge it. Do they have, like, pocket, like, aether? Yeah, absolutely. Like, cool, let's get some of that shit going. You want to try to requisition some mobile power packs? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you could absolutely do that. Uh, what size? Uh, what sizes do they come in, Mike? They come in personal so for charging small devices they come mm -hmm. in medium which is kind of like your standard generator size it'd be used to power a small land-based vessel or okay. some kind of house then you have large which would be used to power a spaceship or a shuttle or a small encampment and then once you get past small. that you start getting into industrial strength Okay, so we're not going to supersize our order. Got it. You yeah. could. That is something you could probably requisition. You'd get asked why. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go Florian with the personal. Florian goes through a lot of power. I... <laughs> yeah. 
he he walks up, grabs a really like a, a like a titanium straw, and literally just jabs it into the top of it, like a Tropicana yeah, orange. Is eating us out of house and home. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'll get. Uh. Can I get one per person? Could I? Uh, could I get four? Is that reasonable? Sure. Uh, they are about the size of a largish stereo. So they're tough to conceal. Oh, okay. So, dang it, they're bigger than I thought they would be. Not quite like carry around in your pocket. No. Damn. Um, I, I assume that these just come on the shuttle, but if not, I'd like to explicitly state like some sort of med kits sure. um, for when we inevitably get into something. Okay. Absolutely. Is there a way I want to sort of get uh, sort of like a, a street map of, of the city itself, um, the most up-to-date one at the very least, um, so we can find our way around it? You said half of it's flooded, right? Yes. That is what the orbital imagery indicates. Okay. The most current street map you can find is from about six cycles ago. Not Crazy recent. Um, you can overlay that with the orbital imaging you have to give you a kind of an idea of where certain things, like buildings, have fallen over or areas of the city that are flooded. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be as precise as maybe like don't go down this street because of this kind of wreckage. Right. Yeah. Okay. But that's, I mean, that's useful anyway because I'm assuming like. Large municipal buildings would be good places for, yeah. 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 Anything else you want to grab on the way out of the Storm's Repose? How yeah. much power, like Amari power people. or whatever? Yeah, Only I'm trying... taking weapons. <laughs> I don't know how to use weapons. That's kind of what it's I thought. It's a great time to learn, my friend. Yeah, I, oh, man. I could, you'd give me a gun. I just... Don't know how good I'm no. gonna be at using it. You can go requisition one. Do they have rocket boots that I could borrow? That could be fun. <laughs> they absolutely what? do. Uh, what? What do you yes. need? Yes, I don't I think know. They will be fun. <laughs> There's another thing that they would definitely ask you why, and if you give the answer, it could be fun. You will be denied your requisition. Damn it! It's <laughs> happened many times before. <laughs> I'm still coming up with a good alternative answer. <laughs> uh, okay, I am going to also requisition myself some sort of con- like easily concealed pistol. Ooh, okay. ooh. perhaps a, uh, a a shield of some sort that I can on my belt that I can push, and then things don't shoot at me as much. Shields are tough. Shields ooh. require a lot of power. If you have some yeah, kind of personal are. shield. It's going to be very obvious that you're wearing it because it will essentially be a backpack. Gotcha. I thought you were going to say it was going to make the uh, the worms on the planet go crazy. It um, could also yeah. do that. You don't know what kind of uh, <laughs> super predators and apex yeah. uh, megafauna are on the planet. The shy halud could be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have to go that big. The graboids will get you. Okay. Less is coming and is going. Yeah. May his passage cleanse the world and leave it for his people. <laughs> we're, we're nerds. Um, yeah. If you hadn't. If you hadn't somehow realized after these two or in <laughs> however many months. Uh, yeah. So no shield. Okay. What about a cloaking device? 
Ooh, personal cloaking device. Again, consumes a lot of power to distort light around you in a way that is... The best you're going to get is, like, predator cloaking, and that's okay. very advanced tech. I should probably just learn how to do that with etherics. Well, I guess I have everything I need. I've got the archive. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm... I'm not small by any means, but basically my defense is generally, I'm an engineer and I'm really good at it, so don't kill me. Just take me hostage or something. <laughs> has that has that worked for you a lot? or You'd be surprised a couple times. I'm very charismatic. Okay. And Florian, you're Florian. getting some kind of small pistol? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I, he, I also have like a Big ass knife. Sure. But that's just like a personal. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that's just a me thing. <laughs> um, I should note that I guess I'm not going to get four of the power packs because they are ridiculously big compared to what I was hoping for, even in their smallest size. Uh, I'll get one. Yeah. Other than that, I don't think there's anything that I require. Okay. Some well. sort of camping gear might be good. I. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, but we will be in, like, an urban setting. So, hypothetically, like we could find some sort of... Rations and maybe, like, a sleeping pad. Um, well, could we get into um, uh, outfits that match the local apparel so that we can fit in a little better? Mike? Yes, I don't. Is I don't know there, who that question was for. So yes, is there a, yeah. Is is there a way to do that? I, I mean, I guess like, do we know what that is? Post apocalypse yeah. chic, just tear some holes in your clothes or something. Well, I don't yeah, my uh, my uh, up in here. my character creation allows me to pick either a disguise kit or a tinker's tool. So. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I mean, in that same vein, is there anything? Uh, that we could requisition that would be like a camouflage, like an act, like a, a tarp to put over the shuttle. I'm sure that would be massive. Yeah, that kind of thing absolutely exists. Great, cool. And that could be something that could be worked out with Duma. Perhaps this is a good time to establish what we want our plan to be, other than drop in and say hello. Where's where, where's the warlord? I mean, we could. I don't think that was I the mean, plan. Getting into like broadly, sure, but mm. like we're not going to just randomly walk up to the first person we meet. I think that some reconnaissance mm. could be in order mm -hmm. from perhaps further away than directly inside the city. I'm not supposed to be smart this season, so I don't know why I'm leading this, but um. <laughs> You just started talking first, so we just, you know. I did. I can't help it. I have a very, I have a tendency to. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it just, ugh, that's the problem is we just don't know anything. We don't know if this, this whole city is like run by this dude or we just don't know. I think we just have to get in there. I get to that shit up. I get the distinct feeling, since this individual has agents on every continent of the globe, that perhaps that... having control of an entire city would not be too difficult. 
that is the other thing is like the resources required to send operatives like up here to f- mess with the moon that mm, yeah there's like something bigger going on it seems but um yeah okay so here's the plan we go mm-hmm. down we set yeah. up a camp mm-hmm. hide the ship start doing reconnaissance we make a plan from there yeah sounds good to me yes of course done excellent okay as you gather up what resources you need and coordinate with duma you go to the requisitions officer a reza blade-handed a midrian with a dark olive skin uh she gets you everything you need and yeah, eventually cool name you would gather at shuttle number seven and find yourselves leaving the storm's repose what was their name again who Reza. the requisitions Reza. Officer? yeah Reza blade-handed it's mm-hmm. not important okay. it okay. won't come up ever again nope she got any nicknames like no uh, no nope. Uh, what what you know is that she's has uh, what appears to be a, uh, a set of maybe they're artificial legs, maybe it's just a uh, an exoskeleton over her existing legs, but they appear heavily modified with Aether Tech. Hell yeah! And she serves cool, cool. as the requisitions officer and the quartermaster aboard the Storm's Repose. Eventually, you'd find yourselves back at shuttle number seven. Duma, ready and willing. So, where are we going? What are we doing? Duma. We are identifying... Oh, why? It's Duma. We're identifying a warlord. Huzzah. I, mean, I was going Here's to the tell him what the top secret thing oh, was. Oh, I just wanted to make it sound good. a little cooler. Then we're going to hear. Take us, please. Well, the next... Wait, are we that going directly to the what... coordinates? No, I, I, okay. I thought we were going just, you know, out of range of the coordinates. Yeah, go slightly oh, yeah. to the left. But this yeah. Is, this is like a whole continent, so he needs to know, like, kind of okay. where to go. I just don't want to get shot out of the sky. I'm yeah. very, very bad with um, falling. I will damage. try not to get shot out of sky. Thankfully, sky I, is very big. I believe in you, Duma. <laughs> Duma believes in Duma as well. Um, Identifying Warlord, though. That is fun times. Duma's recommendation. Look for man with biggest at. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna good. be mad. I'm you are an so endless mad. font of wisdom, Duma. <laughs> if later we figure true. out it was the man in the room with the biggest hat. <laughs> biggest hat. I'm gonna God keep that in mind. It. Yeah, no. We should No, go hat goes on head. Not in mind. Oh, the mind hat, yes. Oh, we do not speak of mind hat. <laughs> we can't technically anymore. <laughs> not since the incident. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's physically impossible at this point. Don't ask why. <laughs> right. It's, it's it's the game. It's like, as soon as you think about the game, you've lost. <laughs> um, should we go requisition a very, very big hat? Just to show them who's really boss around here. I'm kidding, of course. I was about to say, yeah, we're going in for reconnaissance, not for a party. You let Duma know when it is party time. For now, let you know. take you to reconnaissance. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I want to make sure my my mech has all all the, the accoutrement 
Yeah, absolutely. You do yeah. a last little check on your mech before it, the Yazada is loaded up onto shuttle number seven, mm -hmm. taking its usual place in the hold. The rest of you trooping on, you take off, leaving the Storm's Repose behind and heading back to the planet on your most dangerous mission yet. Circling down into the world, you hit a rough patch as you enter the atmosphere. There's that shudder of re-entering the planet that is somewhat disquieting to some and thrilling to others. Duma lets out a, a rough, growling laugh <laughs> as the uh, <laughs> controls of the ship shake under his furry hands. Eventually you break through and you are circling northward running along in high atmosphere so that you can make the most of your trajectory. Heading towards the planet's northernmost continent, you see that it is a wide, vaguely triangular-shaped piece of land with the point kind of curving down in a, a southeasterly direction, pointing towards the equator. The northern, wider half of the continent curves up and almost cups the northern ice caps. but it, there is some division within those waters between the actual polar regions and the continent itself. You see that there is a massive city based only on the lights as you are approaching on the night side of the world. The lights of Talgan City, though, spiral out along the left, uh, the westernmost edge of that kind of cup uh, towards the opposite side. So if, like... This is me making hand gestures that the podcasters can't uh, see. But uh, if this is cupping the North Pole, then Talgan City is over on this side of the cup, on the outside, towards the, the southwestern regions of the continent. Hmm. And it is a massive city. You've seen those orbital pictures of city lights in like North America and Europe. You have to think that on a much denser level. It looks like Christmas lights all bundled together and shoved over onto the side of a continent from this angle. And as you're approaching, you can see that some of those lights are harsher and more volcanic in nature. It seems as though the puncturing of the Earth's crust was not isolated at that sliver of moon that you entered just a few turns ago. Large chunks of the continent have erupted in volcanic activity as the mantle was pierced by raining shards of the lunar surface. The areas around Talgan City are, for the most part, free of such activity, but the smog in and around the city is no less dense with the help of several volcanoes on the same continent. So... Thankfully, as you enter both in night and through some cloud cover, your approach is fairly stealthy where these things are concerned. The ships of the Coal Foundation buzz ceaselessly around the continent. By no means are you alone in the skies above this world. There are even ships that you can see taking to and landing in Talgan City. Apparently there is still travel and commerce going on on this planet. It just might happen to be at the service of a certain warlord. Duma would ask where precisely you want to land. The city is massive. Like I said, nearly a hundred miles in diameter. It is a super city. Not quite the, like, continent-spanning metropolises you might see in a more civilized corner of the 
galaxy, but most certainly an impressive city to be had on something in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. Do we want to land on the outskirts? Is Our... there is there like a port that people uh, go in and out of uh, up from for, for the city? Yeah, there appears to be a sky dock. It is a large mushroom-shaped building that rises up and above a corner of the city that appears to be flooded at this point, but there are still flying vehicles going to and from that place. I mean, what would be more suspicious? Uh, Us going into a city the way that most people do, or us walking into the city from countryside? Yeah. I don't disagree. I mean... If and, Duma drops us off, Duma can go hide out somewhere in the outskirts with the tarp over the top. I mean, yeah. And the shuttle isn't the shuttle isn't labeled, right? The shuttle is absolutely marked. Okay. Well, yeah. That's it. That seems like a like an oversight for this mission. We should have should have thought of that. Well, we yeah. should have requisitioned one of those magnetic stickers that go on on the side, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doma loves those stickers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I yeah, no, I still think it's wicked suspicious to just like land in the burbs. <laughs> is, there, is there a way that we'd be able to cover that while flying? Not while flying, but like let's say theoretically, we thought of this before we got onto the um, onto this shuttle. Are you saying you would like to retroactively make something true? That's kind of what I was uh, angling at. Well, there is a mechanic, yeah, perfectly allows for this sort of thing, yeah, and that is the expenditure of your precious, precious XP. Finally, a mechanic that can completely undo. our complete lack of being able to think <laughs> things all the way through. Um, Look, I made the system with all of y'all in mind. Aww. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that is exactly what I would like to do, Mike. Okay, so you want to spend an experience point, and we'll say that you definitely thought to cover up the Cole Foundation markings on the side of shuttle number seven. We're a very <laughs> smart group. Good thing we thought yeah. of that beforehand. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been super embarrassing if we hadn't. (laughs) This isn't going to be the first time this happens. (laughs) Guaranteed. Um, Yeah. Uh, Also, is there a chunk of the city, given that we can see the lights of the city, is there a chunk that's dark? Yes. The flooded section? Absolutely. The upper parts of the flooded section seem to have power, but the closer they get to the water, the darker that chunk of the city becomes. Okay. It also looks as though the outskirts around the southeast side of the city are also dark. You would know from the orbital pictures is that is where the most lunar damage happened. The vast majority of the mining operations are also happening in that chunk of the city. Mm. And on the outskirts of that part of the city. Apparently a large chunk of the moon landed in that vicinity and embedded itself in the planet's crust. So that is where they are attempting to mine this strange athium athite hybrid. Well, I I say we land like any other shuttle 
and instead of our like we just wear normal clothes and just get off and do our thing yeah and what exactly is our thing we are gathering information to walk around i could do that yeah. okay god damn it listman <laughs> He sits there, and no one can see it because this is an audio-only format. His eyes go wide and devious. <laughs> I do also, uh, if we could land somewhere, I want to say in like the southwest part of the city so that we're not... I feel like the mining operation is probably a good place to start poking. Mm. So you don't want to try to land in the sky docks? You want to try to land in the outskirts of the city itself. Oh, no. I just mean, like, is there only one centralized location for There those? appears to be only one that is functional at the moment. Oh, okay. There, and where in the city is that? That is in the uh, northern section, kind of at the edge of the flooded districts. Okay. Then that's fine. How... Uh, Near the city center. How long would it take to walk from one side of the city to the other? Walk? Oh, he said uh, it was a hundred miles. Yeah, a hundred miles. A long <laughs> while. Gotcha. Uh, uh, like a week. <laughs> but yeah, I assume there's still the like transportation of yeah. some kind of. Everything, yeah, there appears to, like I said, there appears to be flying vehicles moving to and from the city. You would presume that there are other vehicles within the city itself. Yeah. Or some means of conveyance. So, making for the Skydock then, or trying to get dropped off in a different chunk of the city? Let's do Skydock. Okay. Duma uh. would use the shipboard comm to ask for an approach vector and a berth. Uh, they would ask what... Uh, whoever is working the comm tower here would ask for what your business is here in Talgan City. That's a fair question. Tourism. <laughs> Duma would, like, wide-eyed turn and look back at the four of you. Um, we could um, say that we are uh, researchers for the Archive, because it's technically not true on in my case. Oh, boy. Yeah. Field research. Yeah. Duma's like, I'm not gonna say Duma that. Duma will, like, shrug and lean over the comm. Field researchers for the Archive looking to research the fields. And the the decimation of local fauna. It's flora and fauna. Flora and fauna. Nailed it. <laughs> you know, the way this is going, we might just get nabbed up by the warlord's agents right away, and then we'll definitely know who he is. Oh and all we have to do is so... Well, no, so this is going well, really well. Yeah, well, but no, we'll get nabbed we... up by the... Yeah, they're not gonna, like, intro like, oh, yeah, like, hey, we're gonna bad guys, you to yeah, the leader. yeah, they'll just go, hey, you're bad, bang, dead. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Engineers hold a lot of weight. <laughs> so do war heroes. Oh, God, we should have said we were engineers. The comms tower asks for a confirmation via the your archive employee ID. <gasps> I have that. I think, I mean, yes. You absolutely would have credentials. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Thank you. So you provide the Oswald's credentials to the flight tower? Uh, can I think of any reason why this would be a bad idea? <laughs> I, you or is that work for the Cole Foundation, and who's ever running this flight tower may or may not work for the Warlord, who is running this chunk of the world. 
I that's like separate though, right? That's like it's a separate. Uh, I don't know. There's probably not nothing on your guy. They're just gonna go back and do a background check and be like, "Oh shit." Your credentials probably wouldn't have any flags on them that would say you work with the Cole Foundation. They would have to do some digging to find that out. Right. So they could eventually figure it out, but it'll take them at least a little bit of time. If they even go looking in that direction. If they even go looking. I I say we do it. Um, Once those credentials are provided, you are allowed to land. And as you do, you come into a small berth that is apparently allotted to you. As you land, Duma will glance around and you see him indicate some anti-aircraft weaponry that has been installed on this sky dock. Oh. That is new. Doesn't quite fit the Not the aesthetic, aesthetic yes. Mm. Interesting. I wonder what uh, what what kind of uh, weaponry are we looking at here? It appears to be shard launchers. Oh, shard launchers. That's interesting. Damn it. Don't want to get shot with that. No. <laughs> it's a good way to research field really closely as ship is buried into it. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us are spread like fertilizer across the land. <laughs> But yeah, you managed to successfully dock, and Duma would lean over his pilot seat and give you all a big thumbs up. The traditional Urson gesture of have a good time. <laughs> there was an ancient uh, like etymology to that that's since been lost to time. It's true. But... Duma will wait outside city, hide ship, wait for signal. If you need Duma to come flying into city all pell-mell and crazy-like, <laughs> Duma will do this. Sounds like a plan. I, I mean, the because of the anti-aircraft uh, uh, weaponry, that's maybe not a good idea, but we'll keep it in mind. <laughs> Fly very low. Well. Confuse sensors. It'd be fine. Mm-hmm. How high up can he drop a mech? <laughs> From orbit? From orbit? Orbital drop. With with the equipment you currently have, no. You okay, that's what... Drop it from pretty high up, but from orbit, no. You need, like, a special drop pod don't, to do that. Okay. Don't you just have, Dampling like, a little, noise. like, fob key that you can summon it, like, Hank Montgomery style? <laughs> it's like, beep, beep, and then it just, like... <laughs> yeah, no. I mean... Yes, but no. I can't make it jump out of a uh, out of a shuttle from six hundred miles away. You know, just no, land we, wherever. We just go. Hey, Duma, can let 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 it loose, and then it just like yeah, and then it walks a hundred miles to get to our location. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm twenty feet away from it, it works great. But can yeah, it go no, fast? that's stupid. It though. can go fast-ish, <laughs> but it's not cruising it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it pops out wheels like the nightmare frames and Geass and fucking rips, dog. What's the point of it? Yeah, what doesn't it? It's fucking got Heelys, dog. I would say the Yazada can move at a decent clip. Yeah. Probably tops out at around like 45 miles an hour if it's got an open, flat space to run in. That's yeah, not a city. That's two hours. That's fine. Yeah, no. Hey, we're going to die right now. Don't worry. In two hours. <laughs> Give me two hours. <laughs> Give me two hours. 
Let's just stall them long enough. I can do it. But he could probably drop it safely from a few hundred feet up. Perfect. Great. How high up are are we on this, like, sky dock? You are about 300 feet off the... What is now the sea level. Okay. Cool. How large is this planet? Uh, decent. It's, like... Goldilocks sized. It's 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 uh fairly standard. Uh yeah. type three world. Um it has no uh Long. gravity is imperial standard. The uh, uh the atmosphere is a nice oxygen nitrogen mix, and it uh doesn't have any uh, weird extremities about its environment or uh anything like that, as far as you or know. Or at least or at least if it did, they were kind of ironed out during the terraforming process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As you disembark, you see that the berth here is guarded, and you are being watched as you disembark. <clears throat> Two figures, one of which is carrying a very large scatter shotgun. Hmm. That is a type of gun that shoots a wide wall of etheric energy out in front of it. The other is a more officious-looking person with what appears to be a data pad in one hand and is dressed in... They're both dressed in what appears to be a uniform that was probably once the uniform of whatever the security force for this city was, but whatever emblems were once adorned on their shoulders and on their breast have been torn and replaced with patches of what looks like a shattered moon. There's a a crescent with a bunch of little shards poking out from the interior of the crescent. And the person with the data pad is a lichen. They're they're a canine humanoid with a a short muzzle and a slightly slick-backed mane of thick hair that comes down and away from the top of their pate. Uh, Very well-groomed ears that kind of slick back as they see you approach. And with a slight snarl, he will say, Which one of you is Oswald? Um, That would be me, uh, Oswald Octavian Theophilus III, uh, field researcher for the Archive. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Yes, you've mentioned that you came here as a field research for the Archive. Mm-hmm. Lord General Moonstone would be more than pleased to share what we are doing here with the Archive, with some expected leniency for recovery of this world's fundamental properties. That seems like a reasonable proposition. If you have any requests of the Lord General's information minister, I can provide their contact information. Yes, I think that would be fantastic. Um, the, the quicker we can work, the better, I'd say. There's a lot to do. Yes. And the rest of your uh, associates... Well, interns, really. Um, They're mostly here to help my work. Um, uh, 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 Amari, would you mind um, uh, fetching me a water bottle from the pack there? I'm getting quite parched. 
Amari's picking his nose to really sell it. He's 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 not all about to let this shit fail. Clearly and, not. Yeah. As as you say Amari's name, you see the like an individual typing the name in on the datapad. Why the and uh, the names of your other two interns, was it? Oh, yes. The Lord uh, General is very particular about the comings and goings of newcomers here in the city. For security oh. reasons, you understand. Absolutely. Uh, this... Shay. Shay. Uh, not spelled the way you'd think, though. Uh, S-I-O. This is more elective for me. I'm an engineer, but uh, got to learn from the best no matter what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I sort of gesture over to Florian to give them the opportunity to introduce themselves. Uh, Florian. Well, thank you for coming here to Talgum 3. We hope your stay is an enjoyable one. Oh, I have a feeling it will be. Very interesting world you have here. So many interesting things. A barley wine that I hear is quite legendary in most parts of this uh, uh, arm of the galaxy. Hmm. It is good if you can find an unspoiled bottle these days. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can imagine. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, collect that information, if if you don't mind. what was the name of the uh, the information officer? The information minister. That's that's what it was. Is goes by the name of Thuvia Glan. Thuvia Glan. Mm-hmm. There is one other topic that must be discussed before you are allowed to enter Talgan City. The northern <laughs> districts of the city are hazardous to visitors, and it is requested that you remain within security perimeters set up by the Lord General. Hmm. Any districts cordoned off by the security forces are... It is not advised that visitors enter these zones. That includes the northern districts, flooded, very dangerous, and the southern and southwestern districts of the city... The recent lunar calamity has led those areas to be very dangerous. Etheric radiation, wild elementals, this sort of thing. Oh dear. For your own safety, you must remain within the city bounds and follow any instructions given to you by the Lord General's security forces. Of course. Thank you for your cooperation. I'm sure Minister Glan will be happy to speak with you when her schedule opens. Ah, uh, yes, I'm sure. Quite busy, quite busy. Uh, where where may, may we find her? If you wish to find her personally, I would ex- I would suggest calling ahead. Mm, yes, yes, of course, of course. But the Office of Information is located at the... Well, it was once the Grand Library, but it is now the Office of Information. Okay. I hand Oswald uh, that water, <laughs> that bottle of water that you requested. Long delayed. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Do you do it like a bird? Do you do it like a bird where you have to you have to toss your head back and then? I mean, yes. Let's be. Let's uh, be. He has lips. He should. Yeah. No, he has lips. This is not. A, a so that's a choice then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a character tick. Well, shall we be off? Uh, 
Mr. Theophilius, sir. Yes, uh, yes. Where might we find accommodation? Oh, yes! I got so excited about uh, gathering information that I forgot about uh, finding lodging. Uh, what would you recommend? Um, any any excellent uh, but modestly priced uh, uh, accommodations within this area of the city? The local currency exchange has been somewhat disrupted of late, but mm. I would recommend if you seek lodgings, find the Golden Manticore. It still offers some of the best lodgings in the city. For that sounds like a fantasy ass hotel. I love it. Well, now I need to change the name of my mech. Well, thanks, Mike. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> and you would know the Golden Manticore is actually a chain of hotels that is known mm. ga galaxy wide. It mm. is excellent. How ridiculous would it have been if I had named my <laughs> named my mech the Golden Manticore? And you're like, that's sure, like the yeah. name of like the Super Eight. I mean, yeah. it's better than yeah, the Super like the Eight. Embassy Suites. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really the Red Lion. Um, yeah. Of <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I put all my opponents to rest. Is that anything? <laughs> no. I, it's because I take care of everyone. <laughs> like in, a, in like a like a but fighting in a bad sense. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I serve a, con a really great continental breakfast. Yeah, because the mini bar costs extra. Yeah. This is my robot. <laughs> a budget in. <laughs> oh, La Quinta in. My favorite <laughs> mech name. <laughs> La Quinta. That's but I'm apparently, they're my, my mech Tombo dead. They're <laughs> Their golden manticore is still up and running and willing to take guests. Excellent. And, and you I... are given directions to the golden manticore. Apparently, it is uh, fairly close, within a few city blocks. Great. And the officer and his large gun-toting attaché, the the soldier that has accompanied this officer, has remained stoically silent this whole time, and the gun has been held at the ready. Uh, their finger not quite on the trigger. They're uh, definitely observing some trigger discipline here, but it is definitely a show of force as you enter this place. And that show of force only continues as you exit the berth after Shuttle 7 leaves, and you see a very, very firm security presence here at the Sky Dock. It appears as though every single berth is being watched over by some form of guard, whether right outside the berth itself or at least nearby. This place is barricaded in several ways, and you have to pass through at least three security checkpoints on your way out. Your oh. credentials are double-checked twice before you manage to leave the Sky Dock. Uh -huh. They cool with the gun that yeah. I've got and stuff like that? I mean, it should be pretty standard for... Uh, no one questions uh, it, yeah. Okay, cool. You definitely get some fuzzy eyeballs from soldiery. They're all That's wearing fine. a uniform of what was probably once the security forces of this world, but again, their regalia and insignias have been replaced with that shattered moon logo. Um, I I want to say that I like winked at the not the officer, but the soldier before we left. <laughs> they would simply give you like a once over and then a stern brow furrow and a slight growl. Oh, good job. 
But is it like a good growl or is it like a bad growl? It's a bad and when I say bad growl, does it mean like a, like a bad growl or like a bad growl? Bad growl. Bad growl. <laughs> I'm re- okay. I'm trying to help you out here, Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. You exit the Sky Dock and find yourselves in Talgan City. The streets here are packed with people. This city is choked with refugees and civilians of every stripe. There are people in security uniforms, like you've seen up in the Sky Docks. There are also people with guns moving in groups and formations that have less ordered uniforms, but they definitely have insignias and patches and banners that mark them as working for the Lord General. So it looks as though they probably ran out of uniforms at some point, but enough people are working as enforcers for this person, and the security forces are so numerous that they just had to start improvising at a certain point. Uh, helmets. That, that man over there is just wearing a bucket. It's a bucket on his head. Gotta show us authority somehow. You know? Yeah. Mm. So the it's night it's nighttime, right? And mm. the streets are still really packed. Yeah, absolutely. Does it does it look like people are like, it, especially people who aren't from here, does it look like people are living out here? There are people living on the streets. There are lean-tos and little dwellings choking the alleys here. Uh, the streets themselves are kept forcefully clean. And at least <laughs> once you'll see a security team shoving and dismantling an encampment that has spilled a fraction out onto the street. Everywhere you go, at most of the street corners, there is an etheric projection coming down from one of the streetlights of a tall, imposing figure dressed in a similar uniform to the security officer you talked to upstairs. It is clearly an... If they're a Midrian, they're the biggest Midrian you've ever seen. If they're an ogre, they're a small ogre. But it is a bald, tawny-skinned human who stares imperiously into the middle distance, holding a shard of what looks like that weird metal crystal, and occasionally the projection will say, I keep you safe. Elementals will destroy you. I keep you safe. Ew. Wearing a hat, but I think that's the guy. He's decidedly not wearing a hat. Uh, there's no way to know then. <laughs> it can't possibly be him. He's not mm. wearing a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Tides will consume you. I keep you safe. Just okay, continue a stream yeah. of stuff along that vein. I mean, he might own a hat. That he's just not wearing for this particular recording. Does it look like he owns like a hat? Does it? Does he look God, like he owns a hat? I <laughs> Insight check. I'm yeah. Quitting the podcast. <laughs> he probably owns a hat. Okay. Okay. All right. It could still be him. Right. <laughs> See, the want for me to pursue the 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 stupid on on this is very high because Reed wants to. Mari, <laughs> where are you all going? What is your destination? Uh, Florian will actually say. So, 
I kind of feel like not going to the Golden Manticore is the best. It's a little bit of throwing them off the trail was was my thinking. Though we could go there, I guess, if we're still. Yeah. I, think, I mean, why don't we give it a couple days and then if we have to kind of disperse. I, I just, I mean, yeah, we just have to know that. Yeah, then they know exactly where to where to find us. I mean, they're they... probably already watching us right now. That is fair. I mean, we might as well just go there, get the lay of the land, and then, and then figure out what we're going to do. Well, I figured we could go with their offer and meet with the... Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was, like, almost too convenient. Like, like almost like yep. there's a like somebody engineering this whole whole situation who's who's planning to lure us into a false sense of security so that I'm not saying it's a he, but he can use some void dice uh, against us. Some later. sort of dragon master, yeah. Some sort of yeah. Dra- yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything. In maybe. some kind of hypothetical solution uh, situation, I mean, he only has like one, so. Uh-oh. Right. Okay. But we're talking on a purely mechanical level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so where are you headed? The Golden Manticore, I guess. Yeah. Golden Manticore, yeah. Sounds like it. Okay. As Team Oracle Zero, now embedded behind enemy lines, heads towards the Golden Manticore, moving through the city choked with refugees and security forces that by your commander's own admission, are looking to disrupt the activities of the Cole Foundation on this world. There is a dark screen somewhere. A blinking cursor moves across that screen, and words appear there. The words say, And what about the witnesses? And I think that's a good place to leave it off for now. Oh boy, Mike. <sighs> But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MattCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs. Such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, be kind to one another.
Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.